Back again with another uh, movie review. This is when I review movies. This is uh, my MySpace, the podcast. I'm uh, going to slog my way through another double feature movie review. So two for the price of one, the price being free. I'm highly caffeinated. I'm rip-roaring and ready to go. Recording this at 10.51 and 39 seconds on a Wednesday, the 19th day of December here in the twilight. The, the Not even the twilight, the fading year of 2018 as we get into the holiday season but i'm still plugging away doing podcasts when i should be working but i i want to get these done because i finished sicario yesterday and i'm going to do a double feature here of uh denis villeneuve <laughs> films uh to kind of get us current uh, i'm gonna watch actually uh start watching incendies his 2010 movie which i was able to find and uh, that's uh, I think that's in French, but it was subtitles uh, just like Polytechnique Technique was, which is the one 2009 movie I, I've already reviewed. But this uh, once I do that and I'm going to put that out, uh, you know, before the year is over, probably. We'll see. And uh, that will complete at least the kind of main filmography of uh, Denis Villeneuve. But there's a couple earlier ones that are definitely in french they're french canadian smaller films that I, they're just i can't they're not available anywhere uh maelstrom um and august 32nd on earth and he's got some other short films but those are the two earlier ones i just can't find them uh so to complete the filmography we'll we'll do that with incendies the i guess the would you call the modern filmography of denis villeneuve who's i guess working on the new dune movie but uh, we're going to do this is a 2013. So he's a super prolific filmmaker. He's pumping out almost a film a year, and they're these very uh, involved, complicated films. And I loved Arrival, and I loved Enemy. And those already were just from a subject matter already more up my wheelhouse on a personal level in terms of the kind of movies they were. So. Just stressing that right out the get go, uh, as well. You know, I'm more they're just more of my of my style of movie that I like. Uh, weird, introspective, sci fi ish. Uh, I would say Enemy is light sci fi, or I don't know, I don't know how you classify that kind of fantastical. Uh, Arrival's sci Arrival sci fi really in Arrival was freaking great. I'm more thinking about Arrival the more I, I really liked it. Uh, it. Probably my favorite of his movies so far that I think if I had to rank them all, Arrival would be number one. Arrival, Enemy, and Bla uh, Blade Runner probably next, then Enemy. Then these two, um, I, which I, 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 I like both of these movies, but right off the bat, again, with the genre stuff, these are very genre-specific. He's working in two different genres, Prisoners being a kind of psychological thriller, a whodunit, really. I mean, you're, you're sort of... Uh, I, I didn't know till the end. I mean, I, it's, it's a bit of a Scooby-Doo ending. And I'm gonna. I guess I'll just talk about. I'll start with Prisoners because that's the the that's one I watched first, and that's the way it came uh, chronologically in his filmography. So he this came out in 2013, which was also the year the Enemy was released. Enemy was a much smaller film, and uh, shot on location in Toronto. Prisoners is takes place in Pennsylvania. It's a fictional story uh, about the abduction of two young girls in kind of a ruralish uh, Pennsylvania area. Never really specified where, but if I it almost looks like a Bucks County ish type. If you're familiar with the this the the area, I mean, it doesn't really specify where they are, but it's rural, but not too rural. Uh it is. This movie was a 
I thought I was I sort of for 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 some reason I thought Sicario was a much big not that I ever really care about this stuff but in terms of it's you know just it's worth noting I think in terms of how popular these movies were Sicario was I I think got popular maybe on like Blu-ray and on demand because it only it it made about half of what this movie took in in terms of uh box office success. This movie was actually a pretty big hit, uh, Prisoners, which I I sort of recall and I remember this was this was a weird one for me because I I thought I saw it. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, no, I did definitely did not see. I never watched this before. Um, you know, it was it was a critical and commercial success. It was sort of I think this was probably the one that put Denny Villeneuve in on the map in terms of getting other projects because it was a success financially. So it's important from that perspective because yeah, I think you know, like I've noted earlier, he on other episodes of the movie review show, I think he's one of the you know maybe maybe in the top three, definitely top definitely top five of current filmmakers in terms of. Uh, interesting must check out their work type of guys or ladies discussed that before as well um so this movie again it's an ensemble cast you've got jake gyllenhaal as the uh lead detective hugh jackman plays the kind of main character of the two fathers uh this is two missing girls who are friends on thanksgiving day get get abducted jeffrey um i'm sorry terrence howard uh plays the other um dad and then you've got uh, their wives are uh, Maria Bello and Viola Davis, respectively. You can figure out whose wife is who. <laughs> there, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, Melissa Leo and Paul Dano play a uh, Paul Dano plays the main first suspect. He plays a very slow, uh, kind of stunted development adult uh, who has the intelligence of a ten year old. IQ of a 10-year-old, and he is the main focus of the investigation and the subject of being kidnapped himself by Hugh Jackman once he's released by the police because they don't have enough um, evidence to keep him in jail. So there, there that's a, just a, that's the primer. That's a little bit of the background. That's the, 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 the kind of, I guess, uh, no spoiler plot. Uh, so if we want to get into spoilers... Uh, here we go, but I'm not going to go too crazy with that because I, I you know, I don't, the, the, the ending, did I see it coming? No, I, I mean, I didn't at all. I, I, I didn't know where they were going. I think there's multiple times, you know, before, when they introduce the Jake Gyllenhaal character right off the get go, you don't know he's a cop and it's in, it's, and I didn't know anything about it. So I, I really didn't know he, if he was the, the cop in this at all. I don't remember the trailers and, um, like so, he's not. So he's not a. Uh, um, he, you know, he, he, you, you think it's cool how they frame it because he's at a Chinese restaurant by himself and he's acting a little weird with the waitress and he's got a neck tattoo and he's got kind of got a, a tick with his eyes where he blinks, and so you're like, oh, this guy is this this is he the guy? Is he the guy who kidnapped the kids? And so but then you find out he's and you know, he gets a call that the, the about the kidnapping. He's actually a detective from the police force. So right off the bat, right you're like, this guy's a little weird for a detective. What's his deal? Uh, they also, right off the right off the very get-go, they have a bit of allusions to Hugh Jackman being... And I'm thinking in my head, maybe Hugh Jackman, they're talking about how he's down on his luck financially a little bit. Uh, and the other family seems to be doing much better, the Terrence Howard household. So then I'm thinking, oh, is that the angle they're going to go? Maybe it's a... He's kidnapping them. He's gonna There's going to be a ransom situation. Well, once Hugh Jackman starts starts torturing paul dano you're sort of like okay probably he didn't do it but he might 
be just crazy enough? I mean, uh, what, what, what is his deal? He's he's a kind of an apocalypse guy. He's got all this like survival gear in his basement, gas masks and uh, chemicals. And Jake Gyllenhaal is certainly suspicious of him. Uh, but all that said, the ending is sort of just you know it is Scooby Dooish in that it's it's a character that I didn't I didn't see it coming for a million years that it was going to be her. And it's Melissa Leo's, who's who's uh, Paul Dano's uh, mom, but not not not. It's like her his adoptive mom. He Paul Dano himself was a kidnapped child back back in the day. I take a sip of coffee. Thank you very much. Just keep gotta keep the caffeine rolling. Gotta keep the caffeine rolling. Haven't been sleeping well. Haven't been sleeping well. Um, but like our so so this movie is is very it, it, like it's it's engrossing. It, like it it like you it sucks you in. It's very entertaining. Like, would I watch it again at some point? Yeah, I would, just because it's like it's entertaining. It's kind of like a pulpy um, whodunit, and you know, once you know it, once you know the kick and everything, is it is it is that a lot of rewatchability? I don't know if it's if it's that rewatchable because of all that, but it's the performances are really good, and it's it's well shot. I mean, this guy's movies look amazing. Um, cinematography again here. So he works a lot with this guy Roger Deakins, who you might remember. He just won his first Oscar. I think what was it? Was it for Blade Runner? I believe it was for the Blade Runner movie. Um, just double checking that. Yeah, he. So I think that was his first. He's been. He's done a lot of the Coen Brothers stuff. He's he did Sicario. He did, of course, this movie, Prisoners. He's worked on a lot of great movies uh, as a cinematographer, and I guess he won the, for the first time with Blade Runner. But he also does cinematography here and Sicario, and they're both just like they look. The films are just amazing to look at. They're just so, so well done in terms of just from a filmmaking aspect, just the looks, the shots, the setups. They're great. They're great. They're like they're flawless in that. Now, this type of movie again is not like this psychological thriller. I'm not. I don't hate. Um, but I, not my favorite. So, you know, to me, I, this is an interesting question when it comes to reviewing movies on my site, my America, where this podcast, my space, it's all my, there's a lot of mys. It's very, it's almost like I'm an egomaniac here, but, uh, my space, the podcast is the official podcast of my America, which is a website that is myamerica.ca. It's a Canadian website. If I had to explain this a thousand times, dot CA, but it's my, it spells out my America. And, uh, that's my website, and this is uh, the show. There, if you go to movies.myamerica, you'll see all this, all the links to everything, all the movie reviews that I've done. Of now, I've reviewed over 150 movies, um, and they're all on there. You can find links to them ranked by score. Um. So, so again, I don't, I, I can't give this, a, I can't give either of these films a bad grade. I, I just can't because they're too good. They're too good in movies, but they're not up my alley. So, I mean, I think if you were more inclined to like this John these genres I would amp my scores up even more because I'm going to give them all both I'm going to give them right in, two scores right in succession here I'm going to give 7.733 to prisoners and I'm going to give 7.732 to Sicario now you're thinking oh so you liked prisoners uh, uh, that little percentage what was that, a thousandth of a percentage more Um Yes, and like I would say yes because I, there's I, very little room in my life for police crime movies, drug traffic like 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 those types of movies where it's like the FBI 
going after a drug. Like I'm just, I'm never going to seek out those movies on the mainstream level. The only reason I watched this is because it was this guy's film, film, this filmmaker. Um, but that, that being said, now you're saying the scores are, that's just slightly below that. And that's only because that genre is even less on my list of genres than the psychological thriller genre. So I actually think that Sicario is a better movie. It came, you know, it's, it's a more, uh, it's tighter. It's a, it's shorter. The one, the one thing I'll give a prisoner is it does have a long runtime. I think it's like two, two and a half, a solid two and a half. This one is right on the dot two hours, Sicario. Um, but it is it is really really good and and, and the performances are are really, are great. Benicio del Toro might maybe one of his best movies. Uh, Emily Blunt's really great in it. Uh, again, the subject matter, I I think it it has some twists and turns that I found really interesting and kept me engaged. But normally, when it's just the guys going after Mexican drugs, like I'm like the show Narcos, and I have no interest in watching that really. I don't. It, that's those type of shows. Unless there's like a a catch or the characters are so like you know Breaking Bad I I was into but that was a little bit more like that was different like that wasn't like one of these just like we're talking about the crime stuff we're talking about the politics behind it we're talking about all the different levels of uh, law enforcement that go into it on the police level the international level the FBI CIA all the D- Department of Justice Department of Defense you know it's all intertwined in this so if you're into that kind of stuff then this is I mean this might be a perfect ten for you because it's got all that sort of uh, international drug stuff that is just again not in my wheelhouse, but the movie is so good that it kind of uh, transcends not loving that genre at all. <sighs> That's my uh, chock full of nuts coffee I'm drinking. Uh, but yeah, so I won't get into the plot here. There are again, there are twists and turns in this, and there are some. Uh, reveals that you don't that you're not necessarily expecting or you know you kind of think something's up but you're not sure and they're all slowly revealed to you and uh so it's got that going forward as well a lot of his movies ha- i would say have what you would call like the, the the look the prisoner's ending is very scooby-doo this is doesn't this is not even close to that but um you know all, thinking about all i mean obviously polytechnic is not because that's just straight up uh, about a thing that a real tragedy real life events um but i'm looking at his other like a rival sure Bla- blade runner yeah i mean blade runner is sort of based on the whole idea of like is is this happening or is this not happening sort of a mystery arrival there's a there's a certainly a mystery there enemy of course i mean i mean enemies but enemy doesn't have any kind of twist really the enemy's just sort of like it leaves it up to the viewer's imagination that's why i liked emily and arrival and <laughs> emily enemy enemy and arrival uh, so much. I mean, those to me are and Blade Runner. I Blade Runner is awesome. Uh, so those three are perfect, and they got me sucked into this guy's work. And then I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to like these these two films just based on their genre going in. I know I've said genre about a thousand times here, but Prisoners and Sicario they're sort of hard movies to 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 review if you're not going to talk about genre. And I'm not even going to put any clips in with this. Normally, I cut some audio clips for my reviews, but I don't even feel like. I have anything to like. I, what what could they really offer? I I don't know. I and also I'm just feeling lazy. I don't feel like going through the trouble of cutting out some, cutting out the audio. So there's that. But um, yeah. I again, they're good. They're good movies. Uh, Incendies, which I plan on starting today to watch. Uh, what's that going to be all about? I don't know. That's that came right after he did Polytechnic. Uh, 
in the chrono in the chrono in the chronological. I'm actually gonna just so you know if you're looking forward to these things and God help you if you are, but uh, if you uh, if you are, I'm gonna be watching Incendies and then also Ratcatcher, which was um, Lynn Ramsey's Ramsey's uh, other early 1999 film, and that will sort of comp- uh, get me current with her disc with her filmography. And I'm going to now start doing a thing on, on the movies.myamerica webpage where I, I have a, the filmmaker uh, selection series where I've done an entire filmography and it's kind of ranked their films. And you can link to the, each, of, each of the reviews of all those films. And so uh, at this point in time, I will have done, uh, I've reviewed every essentially every Denny Villeneuve movie. After Incendies and with Ratcatcher, we'll be caught up with uh, Lynn Ramsey, who hasn't oh, doesn't have that many titles to her. I think she's got three. I think I've done all three of them. That's all she has. But anyway, I just I'm gonna try and do like all the like, great filmmakers' work and kind of um, link and review everything that I haven't already yet. You know, I think about this, and this is we're kind of done with the review now. I'm just sort of rambling, but. Uh, I think about something like Kubrick's filmography and how many, you know, I've, I've seen every movie of his. Well, actually, you know, I've never really watched Passive War. Um, that's not the name of the movie. <laughs> I just looked at Passive War. What the fuck name is it? Passive Glory? Yeah, Passive Glory. I've never watched that. And there was and the one, and I, the Killer's Kiss one. I haven't watched that. And then there's the Spartacus question, whether you even consider that one of his movies. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot to go. There's a lot to like unpack there. Like I, I think he's the best filmmaker ever. And I don't think it's close, necessarily. Uh, but where's the freaking filmography of this guy? Where's the filmography? My goodness. I'm get a freaking filmography. Uh, feature films. So you got Fear and Desire. I actually never saw that either. Killer's Kiss. But those are 1953 and 1955. I saw The Killing. So I, And The Killing itself doesn't really feel like a Kubrick movie. So I can't imagine those two earlier ones do. But I guess if you're going to go through the whole thing, you got to watch those as well. And then there's Spartacus is on here on the Wikipedia anyway in the list of films. So, But uh, you know, once you start with Lolita on, and I rewatched Lolita this year again. I was going to review it. I made a lot of notes, actually, on my phone um, to review that. And I actually had a really interesting clip I wanted to play from it. I'm trying to, like, do, do something interesting with, with this stuff. Because it's like, what do you, you know, what, does anybody want to hear somebody ramble on about? Like, what is it? What, uh, what, how's there, what's an interesting way to unpack something like Stanley Kubrick? Or just in an interesting way to do these movie reviews going forward. I kind of want the show to, to evolve, honestly. I liked when I did the B movie. The one one episode I can really recommend that I've done recently that's a little different is I did. Uh, and I think this works because it's a B movie. It's sort of inspired by the red letter media stuff. Is that I, I took a bunch of clips, like I, I pulled like ten or so clips, and and kind of did a plot rehash because it's so it was so funny. Like a lot of stuff is like really funny because it's a bad B movie, but it's like I thought it was um, bad in a good way. Like I thought it was entertaining. And that was I'm dangerous tonight. Which is uh, episode one thirty three, movie review one thirty three, episode four ninety nine of um, the MySpace podcast overall.
You got that? Does that make sense? Are, you, are we good? Are we good here? My Mark Marin, are we good? Oh boy. Uh, what else is going on? I'm going to see the Knicks tonight. I should say I don't know why I keep saying I'm going to see the Knicks tonight because I'm really going to see the Sixers in Philadelphia and they're playing the Knicks who just are they suck. The Knicks are just awful. But I'm going to do that. Uh I like going it's fun going to live basketball. It's awesome. Um that's all I got for the show. Um, I should just, you know, what in myspace, the podcast at gmail.com. Send a letter. What did you think about Sicario and or prisoners and or Denis Villeneuve or and or my pronunciation of uh, Denis Villeneuve and or my pronunciation of any anyone's name or any words uh, or any uh, my use of the English language in general? Uh, write me a letter of myspace, the po- myspace, the podcast at gmail.com. There's a Twitter account which is uh, associated with the show, which I really haven't tweeted or used at all because it's a locked or private, uh, rather. I always say lock because it has a little lock icon. But there's uh, you can fo- you can become the first follower there. Uh, if we get anybody on the Patreon, if anyone's out there who has three dollars and thirty three cents, that's some for some reason that's one of the perks. I'm going to be talking exclusively about tuna, and I'm going to be doing. Um, I guess I'm going to be reviving Tuna Time, which is a television show that I've uh, de- have in development. It's Tuna Time, so it's really just all it's about tuna, tuna culture, canned tuna culture. Uh, so that's something that's for some reason associated with this podcast. Not sure why, but um, that's something I'm doing at Patreon.com/slash three 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 K R E W. That's the three 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 crew. That's the gang. It's a actual organized gang recognized by uh, Josh Brolin. Who was, what was he, CIA? Was that the thing? He was CIA, but she thought he was Department of... Then it turns out he was CIA after all. Like, that's one of the catches in Zicario. I don't know. A little spoiler. After the fact, spoiler. So you hear these Nazis. These Nazis... There's a headline I just got saw. Nazis named their baby Hitler. Nazis who named their baby Hitler were jailed as terrorists. Yeah. Well, that's, you know... That's gonna happen, you know. It, it, you know, it, it's. Uh, I can't say I'm shocked by that. Can you? Say, I can't say I'm shocked that the Nazis who named their baby Hitler were jailed as terrorists. But that's a headline here we have to read today, I and mean, that's that's great. That's fun for the whole family. Anyway, this is episode 146 of the movie review show. Where, uh, I, I don't know why I feel like I, I feel like it was short, so I have now I'm rambling because uh, I feel like 22 minutes just two movies. I didn't I really uh, didn't talk about the movies much, but again, <laughs> I was gonna say John. There's their genre films, so I don't really know what else to say about them. There's not much to unpack when you're talking when when you're working in such a uh, strictly within a genre, which I think both of these movies are. They don't break the box at all. They're 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 working in these genre films. They're they're just doing it really well, and they're just happen to be genres I'm not in, super in love with. But uh, if you are, then good lord, these might be your favorite movies ever, and you might not even know about them. You probably do if you're again into those genres. Oh Jesus Christ, this is never ending. I'm gonna end it right now. <laughs>